You're listening to episode 39 of the Plain Cloud Podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. friends. Ooh, I'm so excited about this topic today because it's an important one. It is a big one. It's important and big because it is at the root, I believe, of why we struggle with being and bringing our fullest, brightest selves to the world. I'm talking about power, personal power, and how to reclaim yours today. One of the most significant differences between those who I see are struggling and those who are not. And this can be those who are struggling in their workplaces, those who are struggling on a personal front, is that those who are fulfilled or happy and contributing at their highest level already have learned to recover their personal power. Giving our personal power away is single-handedly responsible for more unfulfilled lives than anything else. The good news is that I'm here today to help you stop leaking your power and to reclaim it. There are ways that you can do this. And I'm going to give you some of those steps to help you first identify if or where your power is leaking. And then I'm going to share a tried and true four-point system to reclaim your power if you determine it is, and then how to recover and keep it ongoing. This is needed right now more than ever in this world as it becomes increasingly loud and cluttered, and it's easy to start giving our power away and forget who we are. Now is when you need to hold on to, restore and reclaim your power when things are flying around for yourself and then also for others to show up so that you can serve. I believe that the purpose of life is to have joy and to serve. So we need to recall and reclaim our power in order to do that. This week, a woman was asking me, how do I help more? How do I reach more people? How do I make an impact? I get this a lot. Someone's written a book. They have a talent. They have a service. They have an idea. They have a business that they want to get out into the world more. And they come to me and they ask me, how can they do it? Because maybe, and usually most of these cases, they've hit a plateau, Ultimately, what I know is that the reason that a business or someone's range of impact or their sales are not expanding is because they're leaking their personal power, and we need to start there. When I'm talking about personal power, let's get clear. I'm not talking about traditional power. When I talk about power, I'm referring to our voice and our wisdom. And we give our power away, we're forgetting what we know or who we innately are, who we came here to be. And we defer to others' ways and how they do it maybe as better or more right than our own. As a result, we, when we give our power away, we withdraw. 
We withhold our strengths, our wisdom. We operate at a half version of ourselves, half of our talent, half of our creativity, half of our innovation, half of our impact. Most of us do it for so long that we don't even realize that we're doing it. You might say, Rita, this doesn't apply to me. How do you know, practically speaking, you're giving your power away and you're in need of reclaiming it? Here are a few examples. You don't bring your good idea to the workplace. You don't offer or sell your service. You sit on something you've been wanting to do that you think will help yourself or others. You seek others' validation before you share a different approach. Maybe you accommodate to avoid rocking the boat. Maybe you believe what another sees in you as an accurate reflection of you when they give you feedback or don't have you take on the new role, job role. Wait, maybe you wait for someone else to choose you for a role as opposed to you stepping up or stepping out and leaving. Those are all examples of when we give our power away. To take back your power to reclaim what you once had because we're really just recovering what you were born with but have forgotten. To do that means you have to disconnect from making decisions based on what someone else wants or what someone else deems to be correct or what someone else will be made comfortable by you doing or happy when you provide or do it or that you you have to disconnect from them having to validate you in advance or affirm you. When you spend your life believing that others know more about you than you, that they hold the answers or they know what's best for you, or you continually look to the outside world for your validation and your affirmation, those are all moments when you're giving your power away. And you'll know it because of the way that you feel. It's a confining, juggling, splintered feeling. It's con- You're confused, frenetic. My clients describe it as being just frustrating. You're all over the place. Maybe you're not getting traction. You're procrastinating. You might be looking externally for some type of validation, always looking for others' approval before you'll proceed. And sometimes it's not just an expert. Sometimes it can be your spouse or your friend. These are all places where we give our power away unwittingly. It's important to realize that whether we choose to give our power away or not, it is a choice. Power means that you choose. And taking back your power requires that you value your beliefs, your vision, your thoughts, as important as if you would someone else that you respect. We need more leaders who value themselves, not from a place of arrogance or bravado, but who reclaim their power, which is their insight and their voice and their wisdom. You may be thinking it doesn't reply to you, but here's the thing. There isn't a person. I've met who isn't leaking their power in some area in my past 22 years, not one. And it's one of the first things to identify when you're struggling in any category of your life. It's especially important when you're a leader because solving problems and serving people means doing things differently than they currently are. It means that you have to tap into your creativity, into your innovation, into your wisdom, and put something new out there before and regardless of any person saying that it's okay to do so. Our unique gifts and talents are absolutely not able to be tapped when we allow other people's thoughts and feelings and opinions to direct us or 
our concern with them to dominate us. The hardest part is that we don't even mean to give our power to others, but we do it all the time when we conform and we don't challenge expectations from others' beliefs, both the borrowed ones and those that are taught to us. And this all begins when we're children and we're told to do and believe what we're told by our parents and our teachers, our religions, our community members. We borrow it and we begin to forget that it isn't actually ours. And we get out of training and trusting ourselves. We're taught very early on not to listen internally to ourselves and to our best answers, but to seek them from outside. And thus, many years later, and, and as we grow, and this is what people, sometimes people come, they're like, I don't know why I'm less grounded today than I was and less confident today than I used to be. And that's because we're continually taught and we're, we're reinforcing as the years go by to give up our power. I was talking to a leader in an organization the other day, and he was asking how he could better support his people. And we talked about his style of leadership for his people because he wasn't seeming to get the results that he wanted. And when I talked to him, it seemed that his style was more punitive than motivating. And it was more, I would say, critical than loving. And in just a short while, he said, well, that's how my Italian father raised me. And I thought, there it is. And I pointed it out that he was making decisions based upon his deceased father. And even though these decisions that he was making were not working for him, he was running his life and his company from them. He was leaking his power by making someone more right than himself, and he did not know it. That's an example. Not questioning another person's or or the way you're behaving and operating, even when it doesn't work. So another man I was talking to, he's an entrepreneur, and he's quite educated, skilled at real estate. And he, our first conversation, he wanted to begin to do more of that for years And he hasn't quite understood why he hasn't progressed it. He reads on it. He studies it. He's ready for it. And despite all of that, he wasn't moving forward. And we talked a bit, and he shared that nine years ago, in his words, he was burned by someone in a transaction. So today, he gives his power away to that individual who has no clue he's even thinking about him for the last decade. And yet, my client has a family that isn't enjoying a home on the beach because of some random person he'd given his power to and interpreted and made it that right. Quite often, we're giving our power away to the past. That's something to look for. And here's the thing about the past. It no longer exists. It's very important to recover your personal power. And that takes letting go of things in the past so that you can allow your insight and your wisdom to come through you. All the past is, is a memory. So be deliberate about not letting your past come into the present. This is not who you are anymore. Certainly none of the, neither of these people are the person, they weren't the person then and they aren't the person a decades later to be operating from those same things. They need to be evaluated and to reclaim their own personal power. It's understandable that we did this as children because we were taught it. But as adults, when you know better, you do better. Especially once we can see that 
the way we are operating, our patterns of behavior, our decision-making aren't working for us and we're stuck, we're operating at a half version of what we're capable of. And in that moment, we have the choice. There comes that moment of choice to change. We can reclaim our power. We can recall who we are and what this means. In the most basic of terms, there's just two words. We have to trust ourselves. Trust yourself that you got this. We've lost trust. Trust that you have the answers within you, that you aren't looking for them externally. Somewhere along the way, you stopped trusting yourself. You forgot all of it, all the wisdom that you came into this world with. And this is where the pain resides for so many. It hurts. As you know, you're, you're here on an intuitive level that you're here for something greater and you're holding back and you don't know why. It's because you've given your power away. If there are times you say nothing at all or only go into your most important work halfway or you manipulate what you're saying so another's going to be happy, those are all moments giving your power away. What it looks like to have reclaimed your power in a practical sense, I can say it very esoterically, but I'm a practical lady. What that looks like is that you're willing to promote yourself, the value you offer. You own it. It means comparing yourself not to other people, but to come only to yourself against your own personal best. Michael Jordan and Mikhail Baryshnikov were, were fabulous at this. I, they both were at the top of their game, obviously, and each said that they compared themselves only with their personal best. Mikhail, I think, said, I don't try to dance better than others. I only try to dance better than myself. It means receiving feedback, of course, from others, but not taking it personally doesn't mean that those people know you better, that they define you. It's being curious and interested, but it doesn't mean that it shapes you. It means saying yes when you mean yes and no when you mean no and following through. It means respectfully disagreeing with people and letting people feel what they want about you. Give people permission to feel whatever they want to feel. Disconnect with their judgment or criticism. And it means ultimately holding your power, standing and reclaiming and recovering is staying true to yourself and tapping in. Now, there are two voices that we typically give our power to, and those are internal and external. And I have largely just described the external. They are show up differently in the world, but they have the same destructive power when we give our power away. I've been, as I said, sharing some external examples. Internally, it's when we have that inner critic, that voice that says, I'm not able to do it. I'm not enough. Those are the internal type voices. I'm not going to talk too much about those right this second. For now, I want to have you ask yourself some questions and some steps to recover your power from external voices. And there's some questions to do that. Step one, notice where you're struggling to make a decision or take action because of how others might think or feel about you. Where are you holding back making a decision or taking action today because of how someone may think or feel about you? The second step is to ask yourself, how are you giving your power to this person or situation? Maybe you don't, maybe you don't complete an email. 
you're not taking action, you find yourself procrastinating on something. How are you giving your power to them or the situation? How does it make you feel? Step three, how does it make you feel when you give your power away? Step four, what other interpretations might there be? You know, I'll I'll give you, I'm going to run you through an example or two after this. Let's just, but what other interpretation might there be about the situation that you haven't considered? Step six or five, rather, what decision would you make or action would you take if you were not giving your power away? If you let go of being connected to what another person thinks or feels about you, or if you know or are guaranteed that what you're about to do is absolutely 100% perfect and right, what decision would you make or action would you take then? And ultimately, step six, how would your life and work be different if you fully reclaimed and stepped into your power? There's a PDF in the show notes with these questions for you to go back and to print and help you do this for yourself specifically. Right now, I'm just going to run you through an example. In the situation, if we took the one where the man was struggling to make a decision to buy a home for his family to enjoy, he realized when he answers question number one, where am I struggling to make a decision or take action? It was this one. How is he giving his power to the situation? He's allowing a person from 10 years ago to to still run his life today. How's it make him feel? Frustrated. What other interpretation might there be? He said his other interpretations that it actually worked out well when I think about it. I got the next place I got, I just absolutely loved and it allowed us to make all this money for this next situation that we were doing. And, and it was easy and fun. And and my children grew up there. So, and, and, and that he's learned a lot from the experience. There was, there are a whole host of other interpretations. When I asked the next question, what decision would you make or action would you take if you weren't giving your power away? He said, I'd right now call the new realtor, look at two properties on the beach, qualify and begin negotiating. And when last I spoke with him, he was actively in that process. That's the power of taking your power back. Things in your life can change that easily. Bam. And that's what happens when you're aware. But you first have to answer the questions and dig a little bit deep. In my other example of a client who's seeking to bring greater impact to his organization, the same questions apply. I'm not taking action on or uh, making the decision to, to shift my leadership. How are you giving it to that other person? I'm, I'm just modeling something that was I borrowed or that was taught to me. How does that make you feel? Well, I'm frustrated that people aren't moving and I'm not, and I'm not effectively leading like I'd like. What other interpretations might there be? It works for some. It doesn't work for others. Another interpretation, I'm allowed to change. I'm allowed to make my own choices now. To answer the question, what decision would you make or action would you take if you were not giving your power away? I'd try something new. I'd set myself free. I don't have to confirm a program. It doesn't mean that I don't love my, my, my father from the past, that I don't still have respect and reverence, but this is my life. I'm bringing that back to my choices now. And how would your work and life be different if you, if you fully reclaimed your power, if you let that go, if you cut the cord? Probably have a team of motivated individuals who were following the principle of love is the greatest leadership principle. And that my business would flourish and they would be allowed to flourish. So you see, here's the thing. When we ask 
to be of more impact or to make more money. These things are all requiring that we recover our power. You can't play with or handle more power if you don't have that power within you. So we have to expand our ability to handle the power, right? Money's power, people are power, impact is power. So we have to be able to handle that. How do you do that? How do you reclaim your power? I'm going to give you this one one word, first of all, you find and recover your power in the silence. Now, I'll get more specific on this, but if you knew the power even to the brain of silence in this world that's extremely noisy and cluttered, what they've found is that that noise is triggering our brain to release stress hormones and tension all day long. The opposite effect happens with silence. When we're in silence, we clean and your brain is actually healed and repaired and is actually regenerating and building neurons. Be aware, how often do you put yourself in silence? That's where your power is regenerated. That's where your power is reclaimed and recovered. I'll be very, very specific though, what to do with the silence. It's four steps. I actually learned them from a teacher long ago, Sonia Chiquette, and I follow them. I teach them. I, I make sure everybody knows them because in these, in this silence, you will recover your power. She t- calls them something else, really accessing your intuition. But this is where when you do, you pull yourself back in and you, and you become the powerful leader you're here to be. The first is to ask yourself the question. If there is guidance, if there is information, if there's answer that you need, ask yourself the question. The second step is to listen. Listen for your answer. Three, trust that answer when it comes. And four, act on it. Ask, listen, trust, and act all day long. Ask yourself, hey, what do I need to do right now? Hey, what is it? And then be in the silence of that. Listen. You can write on it, walk on it, talk on it during that step of listening. Allow it to flow through you. The third step, absolutely imperative. Trust that what you are hearing is absolutely what is important is the answer and that you have the wisdom and the insight now and act on it. A lot of people will not trust and they will not act. Until that we recognize that we're doing it, that we're giving up our power and then noticing where we leak it and then reclaim it, until we do that, we always are living at a half version. We're underestimating ourselves. And we're certainly not being able to step up into our full selves. And that's where the frustration lies. We will always be living someone else's lives when we listen to external voices. So you've got the steps. This week, I encourage you to find at least two to five minutes of silence every day. Imagine. I find it really early in the morning. I could almost feel it clearing my ears and my head. Imagine what could happen if you found two to five minutes to do the four steps of ask, listen, trust, and act and start building that power back. I encourage you to make sure that you download the PDF that my team's created for you and then reclaim your power. You've got this. Trust yourself. We need more leaders who trust themselves, who value themselves not with arrogance and false bravado, but with real, genuine witnessing and owning of their strength and their power and why they're here and their purpose. Be consistent. 
When you do this, you will feel the freedom. You will access answers that you previously have been looking for, and you will experience more abundance pour in than you have ever witnessed before. Know that I appreciate you. I look forward to you and our next time together. And I want you to have an absolutely blessed and powerful week. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. 